أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة أن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونتوب إليه ونعوذ بالله تعالى من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله تعالى وأحسن الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار ثم أما بعد We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we send our peace and blessings to our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad alayhi salatu was salam. And I remind myself and yourselves on this blessed day of Yawmul Jumu'ah to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah reminded us of this in the Holy Quran when He said, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu attaqu allaha haqqa tuqatih wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimoon. Which translates to O you who believe, fear Allah the way he should be feared. And do not die except in the state of submission to him. We ask Allah to die in the state. Ameen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Brothers and sisters, as you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created his creation 
and created Adam السلام, specifically and sent him to this dunya with a wisdom. And that wisdom is to test him and his progeny. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made this dar, this station that we live in here in this dunya, a station of tests. And the tests manifest themselves in different ways, some in sarra and some in darra, some in comfort and, uh, and ease. And sometimes Allah's test is in hardship and things that inflict pain on oneself or one's livelihood. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the beginning of Surah Al-Ankabut, Do people think that they would be left alone to say we believe without being tested? Without being tested? And this is a rhetorical question. Allah is asking us so we can answer. Okay, so will we be tested or not, O Lord? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then continues and says, وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ we tested those before you. And Allah through these tests will know who was truthful with their faith and who was false, who was lying to themselves first and to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the rest of creation. So Allah equated those who think that they would live a life without trials and tribulations, without tests and hardships, as what? As those who are only fooling themselves. Because wallah, it is themselves that they are only fooling. And there is no doubt that our Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, out of all things, he warned us about and he told us about there is one major test there is one major test that everyone will go through but this one test is very unique before I mention what this test what this trial what this tribulation is or will be in our lives or in the lives of others in the future the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam spoke about this test from Fajr until Asr once. And the Prophet ﷺ would seek refuge in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from this test every single salah. The Prophet ﷺ taught the Sahaba to seek refuge in Allah from this particular test every single salah. And the Prophet ﷺ also said, there is no test to humanity that is bigger than this test here. There is no test, there is no calamity, there is no trial or tribulation that will befall humanity or that the sons of Adam and progeny of Adam ﷺ would experience until the day of judgment that is bigger than this one test. But it's not a normal test. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he said in an athar that was narrated, 
عند الإمام البيهقي and it was authentically narrated that the Prophet said that this test will not come until the speakers on the manabir, on these pulpits, will stop speaking about it. It will not come until the preachers and the speakers, the khutaba that are standing on the manabir, will stop speaking about it. And people in general will stop mentioning it. This fitna is the fitna of the Dajjal. None other than the false Messiah, the one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test humanity with a ref- something the Prophet sought refuge from every salah, and something that the Sahaba sought refuge from every salah, something that, yani this fitna of Dajjal is the greatest fitna. You know, some people, subhanAllah, they go through very hard times. They lose their loved one, they lose all their wealth, they lose their home, they lose their health, they're bedridden, they're paralyzed, they're in doing this, they're doing that. So many tests, the Prophet said, that's not the greatest. The greatest test that humanity will ever see is that of the Dajjal. So, it is only a wise thing to do to mention the Dajjal and to give a khutbah about Dajjal because this khutbah, according to the statement of the Prophet or what is implied or what is understood from it, that it will deter the Dajjal from coming because the Prophet said, he will not come until they stop mentioning him on, on the pulpits. So we will mention him on the pulpit so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may protect us and our children and our communities and the Muslims around the world and all of humanity from this great fitna. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us all. Ameen ya rabbil alameen. The Prophet sallallahu one day he was sitting and he spoke to the Sahaba about the Dajjal. And he described him in a way, and he told them, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he told them, I will describe him in a way that no prophet before me ever described him as. And I will tell you about him the way no other prophet before me told his people about. And guess what? There is not a single prophet that was sent to humanity. And the Prophet said there were more than 124,000 prophets. Not a single one of them came except that he warned their, his people from Al-Dajjal. Not a single prophet came. And the Prophet said, I will warn you from Al-Dajjal. And I will describe him to you the way no one described him before me so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can protect you from him. There are so many things that we can say, brothers and sisters, about the Dajjal, but there's one comprehensive athar that was narrated and authenticated by some of our scholars that is a combination of everything that was mentioned, perhaps a narration 
that gathered the most uh, of what the Prophet ﷺ said. As you know, you know, Hudayf ibn al-Yaman was one of the unique Sahabas that used to ask about the evil that will happen rather than the good. All of the Sahaba will ask about what? Will ask about, Ya Rasulullah, will we conquer Rome and Persia? The Prophet ﷺ would say yes. Ya Rasulullah, would Islam spread to Adghal, to Africa? Would Islam spread to Khurasan and to Far East? Would the people around the world hear the word Islam? Is that possible? The Rasulullah would tell them yes. And there would not be a house except that it heard of Islam. And there would not be a people except that they heard of Muhammad Did it happen? In this age of technology, it happened. And who was telling them? The Rasul So he, alayhi salatu told them something. And Hudayfa was, you know, he used to always ask about this evil. And sometimes he would say, حدثنا الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم فلم يتركنا من الفجر ثم قمنا فصلينا العصر ثم حدثنا ثم قمنا فصلينا الظهر فحدثنا ثم قمنا فصلينا العصر فحدثنا You know the Prophet kept talking to them about what is going to happen from that time until the day of judgment from what Allah exposed him to from the knowledge Allah exposed him to and he said at the end Hudayfa said فَأَعْلَمُنَا يَوْمَئِذٍ أَحْفَظُنَا The most knowledgeable of us on that day were the ones who memorized best. Because you know, you could memorize maybe, you know, something that someone said. Maybe a speech for 20-30 minutes. Maybe for an hour. Okay, but who can remember eight hours of things that you cannot comprehend are going to happen to humanity? So Hudayfa said, so the Sahaba would Remember things, but not remember all. But one of the most comprehensive deleels is what I'm going to share today about the Dajjal. The Prophet ﷺ gave the khutbah and he said, O oh people, indeed there is no fitna that earth had witnessed that is greater than the fitna of Dajjal, the test of Dajjal. And Allah did not send a prophet except that he warned the people against him. And I am the final prophet. And you are the final ummah. So that means that the Dajjal is a fitna that your ummah will be exposed to inevitably. It could have been witnessed by ummah before you, but since he did not come and I am the final prophet, then your ummah will definitely and inevitably experience him. If he comes when I am amongst you, then I will take care of him. And if he comes after my death, then every Muslim is responsible for their own self. And Allah is the protector of the Muslims. And then he continued on to say, and he will come out in on a place located between Sham and Iraq, between Levant and Iraq. And he will go from north to south, east to west, causing corruption and havoc wherever he sets foot. O people, remain firm. 
because I will describe him in a way that no other prophet described him as. He said he will be blinded in one of his eyes and, you, and he will claim to be your Lord and your Lord is not blind. And there's something in this wording that we need to think about and we need to elaborate on but we'll just understand it because it's a long hadith. And it will be written between his eyes, kafir. Everyone who can read it and not read it from amongst the faithful of the believers can see it on their forehead, on his forehead. Every believer, whether they read or they are illiterate, will be able to read kafir. And the Prophet ﷺ even spelled it out. And then he said, and one of his main fitnas is that anyone he exposes himself to will have a Jannah and a Nar. He will tell the people, which one do you choose, the Jannah or the Nar? So be aware because his Jannah is the Nar and his Nar, his fire, is the Jannah. And if his Jannah were, if, if his Nar were to harm you, then the way to not be harmed is by reciting the beginnings of Surah Al-Kahf. The beginnings of Surah Al-Kahf. Hence why we, are, why we recite Surah Al-Kahf on every Friday. And the Prophet ﷺ encouraged us to recite Surah Al-Kahf. And he said, whoever recites it will have a light from that Jumu'ah until the next Jumu'ah. So we should all memorize the beginnings of Surah Al-Kahf. And then from his fitna as well, is that he will come to a random person and the people will witness this and the people will see this and he will tell this person, do you believe I'm your Lord? And the person will say, no. And he will tell him, what if I revived your mom and dad from their death? Would you believe I am your Lord? And he would say, yes, I would believe. And then this person would bring two shaitan, then Jajjal would let two shaitans appear in the image of the parents of this person. And the person will testify that he is his Lord. And also from his fitna, as he said, alayhi salatu wassalam, is that he will stand on the doors of Medina and he will not be allowed into Medina as every fajj, every road and entrance of Medina and Mecca will be blocked by angels. And he will stand outside and he will stomp and allow an earthquake to shake Al-Medina so that every munafiq and munafiqah will leave Medina to follow him out of fear of him and his wrath. And one of the believers will leave to see him. And this believe, the Dajjal would ask this person, Are you, do you believe I am your Lord? And he will say, no, you are the Dajjal. So the Dajjal would cut him in half with something. Will literally saw him in half as the hadith mentioned. And then he will, he will revive him and put him back together. And this person would be alive to, again after his death.
And he would only be allowed to do this one time, and one time only. And this would be on the outside of Medina, done to one of the believers of Medina. And when they are revived, Dajjal would tell them, do you believe I'm your Lord? Would tell him, do you believe I'm your Lord now? And he will say, no. Now I'm, I have never been more certain that you are the Dajjal. Because our Prophet and Messenger told us you're going to do this. Alayhi salatu wassalam. And then the person would go back to Medina to tell everyone about what the Dajjal did. And this would increase the certainty that they have that he is truly the Dajjal. The hadith or the athar is very long. It also mentions, the Prophet ﷺ mentions that he will command the rain to rain on certain places that are droughted and without water. And he will go to people with livestock that are shriveling and skinny and not producing any milk and he would let them be fatter than they ever have been and would produce more milk than they have ever produced with his command. And Allah gave him this power and Allah allowed him to have this as a fitna for mankind. Brothers and sisters, this is a serious fitna. And what makes it very serious is that number one, the Prophet ﷺ said that there are three things that if they happened, the person's tawbah does not benefit them. There are three things that are going to happen. When any one of them happens, the tawbah is no longer accepted by Allah. Allahu Akbar. Allah always accepts tawbah. No, but there are three things that happen. That's it. لا ينفع نفس إيمانها لم تكن آمنت من قبل أو كسبت في إيمانها خيرا. If it didn't believe before, their iman is not going to help. What are the three things? The first is the dajjal. If it happens, that's it. If a person was not faithful before the dajjal, then خلاص. The hearts have been sealed. The second is the sun rising from the west. And the third is min al ard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will allow something to come out from the earth that we don't know what it is. Allah mentioned it in Surah Al-Anbiya. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when the time comes towards the end, a creation will come from underground that will speak with a tongue that we can understand. That is a creature other than human beings that can speak. This is in the Quran in Surah Al-Anbiya. But when this happens also, that's it. If a person did not have iman, their iman will not help. Subhanallah. Very interesting. The reading into all of this, ya ikhwan, the Dajjal allows it to rain, and he can stop it from raining, and the drought will affect those people who did not believe that he is God or that he, is, uh, he should be followed, right? And the livestock will die, and the people of Iman will be impoverished and poor, and they will be running away for their lives. And the first to follow him, the Prophet ﷺ said, 
the first to follow Dajjal, the first to follow Dajjal, are 70,000 Jews from Asfahan. The 70,000 Jews from Asfahan will be the first to follow him, and they will be his allies all along. So that's one thing we need to know about. The second thing, and this is something, wallahi, even a little child can understand. One time a child asked me, when I was telling them about the fitna of Dajjal, they said, but I have a question. I said, what is your question? He said, if the Dajjal is missing one eye, and he has kafir written on his forehead, and as the Prophet ﷺ described in other ahadith, he does not have a pleasant appearance either. Why do people believe he is God? If he were truly a God, he would fix his own image, correct? If he were truly a God, he would fix his own eye. That's something to think about, right? But this question is a sign that even the fitrah will be skewed at that time. Even the natural disposition of humanity, which they're, they're attempting to change right now, which they're trying so hard with so many agendas to alter the natural disposition, the fitrah of humanity, so that people become materialistic. And so much so that they will care about the wealth, the money, the power more than the actual image. The people will care about the cars and the wealth and the crops and the, the stocks and whatever it is more than the actual image of the person. When you look at some of these celebrities today with all of their tattoos all over their faces and their bodies and earrings all over their bodies and in their tongues and in their eyebrows and their eyelids and God knows what else some of them they paint their even eyeballs red so that they look more satanic but guess what when they go to a concert people are dying to see them people want their autographs people when they like a post oh my god he liked my post it's the end of the world they forget that look at the image of this person the people are more and more attached to the wealth more and more attached to the material things and the material is blinding them from the actual image of the person and how he looks like and it's going to get more and more like that and this and what we see today with all this culture and whatnot the celebrity culture and whatnot is just the beginning of the Dajjal because the world will be consumed with that type of culture when the Dajjal comes and the believers will be few. The Sahaba asked, where are the Arab on those days, Ya Rasulullah? He said, the Arabs will be few on those days because the fitan, of course, before that would, would have destroyed so many of them. And we see the fitan today and we see what's happening to the Arab world from Syria to Yemen to Iraq to Egypt, to all over the Arab world, to Libya. So much carnage and so much death has been spreading, subhanAllah. And the Prophet ﷺ told us all of this. Why, brothers and sisters in Islam? Just so we can warn him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us for our sins. 
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the Dajjal and from his fitna. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our progeny from the Dajjal and make them steadfast on their faith. We ask Allah to forgive us. أَقُولُ مَا سَمِعْتُ مَا اسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمْ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوا إِنَّهُ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya'i wal mursaleen Sayyidina Muhammad al-Sadiq al-Wa'dil Ameen Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Brothers and sisters, after mentioning the fitna of the Dajjal, one of the greatest fitna, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this khutbah a khutbah that is a reason to deter the Dajjal and perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps deter him from coming in our time. No one wants to experience this. I know sometimes the young believers, the young zealous believers would say, we know what he's like, we know what he's about. If he comes in our time, we got it on lock. Ustad Murad gave the khutbah and I know exactly what his description is. No, his fitna, wallahi, even whether you know it or not, whether you memorize it or not, whether you memorize the beginning of Surah Al-Kahf or all of Surah Al-Kahf or the whole Quran, the only protector from that fitna is Allah. That's it. Allah is the only protection. لَيْسَ لَهَا مِن دُونِ اللَّهِ كَاشِرٍ Only Allah can protect us. So brothers and sisters, let us make ourselves, our children, and those around us aware of the Dajjal. As we see so many things happen, happening around us that are, you know, just signs that it's closer and closer. The Prophet told us about the time before the Dajjal. He said, سَنَوَاتٌ خَدَّعَاتٌ Tricky times, خدعات, يُصَدَّقُ فِيهَا الْكَاذِبِ The truthful will be called a liar. وَيُكَذَّبُ فِيهَا الصَّادِقِ And the liar will be seen as the most truthful. وَيُؤْتَمَنُ فِيهَا الْخَائِنِ And the trustworthy will be seen as a betrayer, someone who betrayed the cause. وَيُخَوَّنُ فِيهَا الْأَمِينِ And the one who is, the one who is trustworthy will be called a betrayer. And the one who truly betrayed the ummah will be called the one who is trustworthy and who really sees the, the benefit of the ummah and wants the good of the ummah. Right? وَيَنْطِقُ فِيهَا الرُّوَيْبِضَةِ and he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in these times, the Rawaybidah will speak. They said, Ya Rasulullah, what is the Rawaybidah? Because they didn't even know this term. What's the Rawaybidah? He said, He said, When the most foolish people, the most ignorant people, the most lay people, the people that never had a place to speak in history, because they never made sense. They were silly, they were jokesters. They did the dumbest things for attention. Nobody would want to look at those people because people had sense back in the day. Now those people are the people that are heard. The Prophet ﷺ said, The ones with the highest voice are the ones that are the most foolish, the most silly, the most ignorant, the most apathetic. These people are the people who would speak. Wallahi, I want everybody just to go to YouTube and see what is trending. And see if the top 15 videos are beneficial to anyone in humanity. 
and you'll find out that it's not. If that is what's trending, monitor that for a whole year and you're going to find out that rarely is anything beneficial trending. That shows you that We live in those times. We live in those tricky times. May Allah protect us and our children. May Allah protect our communities. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our parents and protect our friends and protect everyone around us and make us beakers of light and make us call us of tr- callers of truth and make us from those who are saved from all of these trials and tribulations. Brothers and sisters, I'm making dua, so say ameen. Allahumma ghfir lana dhunubana wa israfana fi amrina wa thabbit aqdamana wa ansurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin. Allahumma ja'al al-hayata ziyadatan lana fi kulli khayr wa ja'al al-mawta rahatan lana min kulli sharr. Allahumma ghfir lana hazlana wa jiddana wa khata'ana wa amdana wa kullu thalika indana. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min fitnati al-dajjal. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min fitnati al-dajjal. Allahumma inna na'udhu bika min fitnati al-dajjal. Allahumma kfinahu ya rabbil alameen. Allahumma kfina fitnatah. Allahumma kfina فتنته اللهم يا رب العالمين احينا على الإيمان وتوفنا على الإسلام واجعل آخر كلامنا في الدنيا لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله اللهم حرر المسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم عنا على تحرير المسجد الأقصى يا رب العالمين اللهم أقر أعيننا بتحرير المسجد الأقصى في حياتنا يا رب العالمين اللهم كن المستضعفين من المسلمين في كل مكان اللهم كن لهم عونا ونصيرا ومؤيدا وظهيرا يا رب العالمين عباد الله إن الله أمركم بأمر بدأ, بدأ به بنفسه وثنى بملائكة قدسه وثلث بكم أيها المؤمنون من إنسه وجنه فقال عز من قائل إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا وأقم الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله استو استو اعتدلوا الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين الحمد لله الذي أنزل على عبدي الكتاب ولم يجعل له عواجا 
قيما لينذر بأسا شديدا من لدن ويبشر المؤمنين الذين يعملون الصالحات أن لهم أجرا حسنا ماكثين فيه أبدا وينذر الذين قالوا اتخذ الله ولدا ما لهم به من علم ولا لآبائهم ما لهم به من علم ولا لآبائهم كبرت كلمة تخرج من أفواههم إن يقولون إن يقولون إلا كذبا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين فلعلك باخع نفسك على آثارهم إن لم يؤمنوا بهذا الحديث أسفا إنا جعلنا ما على الأرض زينة لها لنبلوهم أيهم أحسن عملا وإنا لجاعلون ما عليها صعيدا جروزا الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر اللهم صل على محمد وعلى محمد 
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله Assalamu alaikum warahmatullah. Just a quick announcement, inshallah, for tonight. If you have a nice car and you want to show it off, you know, you, we have a car meet at 8 o'clock, inshallah, for the, for the youth. You know, um, so you can come 8, we're just going to chill, vibe. It's going to be very nice, inshallah ta'ala. If you want to come check out the cars, you can come check them out as well. Um, also tonight, inshallah, we have a, a move after Isha. So we're going to try to hit up one of the restaurants. We'll announce it after Isha, inshallah. Uh, we'll let you know where we're going. Um, another thing is next week, between Maghrib and Isha on Friday, so next week Friday, we have uh, Sheikh Ammar al-Shukri coming from Houston, and he's going to do a, a poetry, uh, Imam al-Shafi'i poetry session. MashaAllah, Allah gave him this ability that, you know, wallahi, is amazing. You know, you know, making poetry in English is one thing, but translating Arabic poetry and making it rhyme in English, that's a whole nother level, you know, and that's what uh, Sheikh Ammar does, Allah Mubarak. So please do come, inshallah, next Friday, and come tonight as well. Looking forward to seeing you. Assalamu alaikum. Also, brother, brother, our brother Akbar, uh, Dr. Suleiman's brother-in-law, he, uh, he, his mother is in her last moments. We ask Allah, uh, her grandma, his grandmother is in her last moments. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to, to bless her with health, give her a long life. And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote death upon her, then to give, have mercy upon her. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Sallallahu Alaihi Rabbil Arsh Al Azim Inashfiha, Sallallahu Alaihi Rabbil Arsh Al Azim Inashfiha, Sallallahu Alaihi Rabbil Arsh Al Azim Inashfiha, when Yashfi Jamia Marda Al Muslimin, Yarabil Alameen, was Sallallahu and Yatawafaha, Wahuradan Anha Gayro Godban, Yarabil Amin Lamasalu Sandam Barakalasim. Zahmulham, sorry about that.